Welcome back to Day is for Justice. I am your host, Dre. If you are new here, please hit that subscribe button and fill the bell to get notifications for all newly released videos and live streams. Also, check out Jay's new website by going to www.jayisforjustice.com. Marcus Anthony Merritt Sr. was born on May 25, 1975 near Houston, Texas. He was the firstborn and only son. Marcus was described as a kind and loving soul. He loved riding and owning horses, cooking, and living life to the fullest. He could light up a room with his laugh and jovial personality. When Marcus's son was born, he naturally transformed into fatherhood. He was a loving, loyal, and nurturing father to his children. There was a special bond between him and his children that no one could ever come between. Sometime in the early 2000s, Marcus gets married to a local woman named Astria, and the pair decide to move to Louisiana. The two rented a home in a modest little country town called Leonville in St. Parrish County. With Marcus working in construction and Astria a nurse, they both made an honest living. Life at this time seemed to be pretty normal for the Merritts, that is until 2012. Sometime in that year, Marcus was having an affair with Astria's cousin. He was arrested in August of 2012 for simple battery involving domestic violence. He was arrested again in December for unauthorized entry of an inhabited dwelling, simple criminal damage to property, aggravated battery, and sexual battery. It was noted that Astria was no longer living with Marcus. Sadly, 2013 would forever change Marcus's family. On January 4th, just before 6.20 p.m., Royce, Marcus's mom, received a phone call from Astria. Astria was at work calling her from her cell phone. Royce could tell by the tone that something wasn't right. Astria had informed Royce that her and Marcus had exchanged a number of text messages, and at one point, the messages from Marcus had just completely stopped. Astria even tried calling Marcus, but was unable to get a hold of him. She told Royce she was worried that Marcus had done something to himself. A very worried and panicked Royce decided she would try getting a hold of Marcus as well, but was unsuccessful. Astria called Royce back and told her she was driving home and that her parents would meet her at the house to see if they could check on Marcus. Royce stayed on the line but couldn't hear anything at all. Eventually, Astria arrives at the property and tells Royce they're still not coming out, referring to her parents. Royce tries to remain calm and tell Astria that they'll eventually come out and everything will be okay. Maybe he's just upset. Her parents lived relatively close to the house, so that's why they decided to go check on Marcus, because Astria was 20 minutes away working. After a few minutes of silence on the phone, Royce then hears Astria say, he did? And then Royce hears Astria's mother say, Royce, I'm sorry. Apparently, while Royce was on the phone with Astria, her parents had discovered Marcus's lifeless body in the master bedroom next to the bed. The next day, Royce and the family rushed to Louisiana seeking answers and to prepare to say their final goodbyes to Marcus. Once they arrived, Royce asked Astria if the scene had looked horrible. She stated no, but they had found Marcus on the floor next to the bed and that his cell phone was laying on the bed near a Bible. On Monday, June 6th, Astria, her cousin, and Royce went to the funeral home to make final arrangements. The funeral director, Pastor Ford, led them into the preparation room. There, they saw Marcus laying on a steel gurney with a sheet covering his body from the neck down. Royce noticed Marcus's hair had looked a little longer than he normally wore it, but she didn't see any wounds on Marcus's head nor his face. Concerned by this, Royce got in touch with the chief of police in Leonville, a man named Joseph Knoll. 
She asked him for a copy of the police report and any other reports he may have obtained. He told her that he had given all this information to Marcus's wife, Astria, and that if she wanted it, she'd have to reach out to her. Weeks later, Roy spoke with Pastor Ford about the funeral home's involvement with Mark's case. The pastor explained to Royce that his body car attendants from the funeral home were called to collect Marcus's body from the house. She told the pastor she didn't know where Marcus had been shot, and he replied, quote, I didn't see any evidence of a gunshot wound. Royce had learned from the funeral home that Marcus's death certificate listed the time of death at 6.51 p.m., which was strange given the time Astria had called Royce that fateful evening. Royce was able to speak to the St. Landry Parish County Coroner, Dr. Pavick. He explained to her that Marcus had died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. However, no ethical autopsy was ever done on Marcus. Typically, in a shooting case, most medical examiners will bring the body into the coroner's lab and x-ray the body to see the location of the bullet and will remove the bullet so it can be examined and compared to the weapon found at the scene. That was never done in Marcus's case. Royce later learned that there was no thorough investigation completed on his case, meaning no police interviews were ever conducted, no toxicology report, no cell phone record data was looked into, and his hands and body were never tested for gunshot residue. Royce also learned from a close family friend that Marcus had accepted a new construction job and was planning on moving back to Texas for a fresh start. For the last eight years, Royce has been fighting for answers and for an ethical investigation to be completed on her son's case. She's contacted the DA numerous times and the Louisiana Attorney General's office for assistance, but she's always getting the runaround. In 2016, Royce and an investigative team willing to help her were able to get Marcus's body exhumed. A toxicology report showed numerous debilitating drugs in his system, most notably fentanyl and methanol. Marcus never had a history of using hard drugs. It was noted from Royce's investigative team who viewed the crime scene photos that Mark's body was sitting in the upright position in front of the nightstand, which means he would have had to have made a 90-degree turn after shooting himself. Also, the 32 caliber pistol was found lying next to Marcus's left hand, which Mark was right-handed. Even with Royce and the investigative team bringing forth new information on Marcus's case, the state of Louisiana still considers his case a suicide. To this day, Royce and the family has never given up hope and are still fighting for answers on what really happened to Marcus Anthony Merritt Sr. They're looking for justice. Thank you for listening. Please let me know what your thoughts and theories are surrounding this case.